As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. We are back for part two of the full Jobs to Be Done interview that Bob Mesta conducted on behalf of Product Collective and its conference industry. And I have to admit, Mike, I'm a little jealous that you had this opportunity. Oh, believe me, we were very grateful. But my hope is that recording this full interview and putting it out there, it can actually help other product people who, like me in the past, might feel clueless about what it actually takes to conduct a true Jobs to Be Done interview. So... I know that doing this interview actually really helped uh, Paul and me and Product Collective in so many ways already. And I really can't wait to hear all about that. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. In season four of Rocketship, we are diving into everything product and growth. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We're your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. 
Okay, so we last left off in the middle of the interview that Bob Mesta conducted with Matt Raglan, onboarding lead at ConvertKit. And by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, you're definitely going to want to go back, give that a listen, then come back here and join right at this point. And you could listen to the rest of the interview then. Yes, and right when we left off, we learned that the founder of ConvertKit Nathan Barry had given Matt some feedback about being a little more technical if he wanted to continue down the path of being a product person. He was already a user onboarding lead at ConvertKit, which he viewed and treated as a product role. But Matt had aspirations of going even deeper within the product. That's right. And that's probably a good place to jump right back into the interview. So we're going to play the rest of the interview in full. Here we go. So, all right. So now we're to the point where you, you're... You look at uh, Mind the Product. When do you know when Mind the Product was? I don't. I don't know. I want to say it was in October. It was about the same time frame. Or, no, this was in September. It was. So this was a little bit earlier. Okay. Right. And and the the one in Switzerland was kind of like a dream, but it was like yeah, that's just a long way to go. Right. Yeah. Um. And and so, um. Do you remember signing up for it? I do. And, and yeah, so what, like how many, this is going to be a stupid question, but like how many times did you go back to the site before you actually signed up? Probably only a few times, like three or four times. Okay. So the, the first time from the podcast, go ahead. First time from the podcast and then, so checking the dates, um, then going, going back and checking the speakers, going back and rechecking dates, prices, speakers, and then, uh, and then booking it. So to build the case, you had to one, make sure you could free the time and then build the case with your, with Matt and then, and then basically booking it. Right. Got it. Okay. And, and when did you book? Do you remember exactly when you booked? Not off the top of my head. Was it, was it weekday, weekend, morning, night, uh, work? Week, weekday. Weekday. Okay. And did was this the thing where you got Matt to say yes and you went back and did it? Or it went on the list and you just got to it later that week? It just went on the list and I got to it. I, w- I wouldn't say it was it was even later that week. It was probably even up to like a month later. Okay. Okay, so it's one of those things that sat on the back burner. You know, you had to do it, and then at some point, were you looking at flights or or hotels or anything like that, or was it just like you got busy and it's like, oh, I better book now? I was, yeah, looking at looking at flights mainly. Okay, so I can't tell you. Sorry, I just looked it up, but I booked I booked it on May fifth. May. Okay. So you must have, you must have heard the podcast not in the summer but sometime in the spring. Right. And and that and that um and your review when was your review in April? Uh it was that's March March April is what I remember. Uh, okay. And so it so got but this is just a, this is, I'm really trying to look for the energy here, which is, you know, when right. Matt gave you approval, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go book this now. Cause you know, he might change his mind or boy, I really want to make sure I get in or like, mm, I'll get to it. It's not going to sell out. And it's, it's May and it's not till September. Right. 
And I can, I was just, I was just looking back. I can give you actually some more specific dates. Um, So the very first time I mentioned something to Matt was March 13th. So earlier, earlier than I thought I remembered. I booked and and then before before you, that would be before your review. Uh, you know, the, it may have been, I mean, if this is two months earlier than I was thinking, then my review, I had a bunch of like monthly, <laughs> kind of monthly performance reviews at that point. So, yep. yeah, because um, you transitioned right, get Matt. Matt was new. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh. And so it was, so that may have been earlier as well. Okay. I'm but the, little, but the sequence angry. of things is some some review, some notion that you need mm-hmm. to be better, uh, the fact that it's left in your lap, um, not going back to world domination, hearing uh, Mike on the on the podcast, and then basically looking at the kind of who's there, um, and then signing up for it uh, May fifth. Right, and I forgot clearing it with your wife to make sure she was not she would be okay with you being in Cleveland for those two days. Right, got it. Okay. So, um, and so it sounds like you, you know, you, you committed to it before you bought it, but it was more the fact that this is like it, there was buying. It was more a fact of kind of, uh, pulling the trigger and, and flights. So tell me about flights for a minute. Were you, were you watching flights? Did you set up alerts for flights or was this, you know, um, just like, I, I got a book, so I'm going to book it all now. Right. I think I, I didn't set up an alert. Uh, I was kind of casually keeping an eye on it. Um, but I do remember that I got a great, I do remember that I got a great price on flights. Um, and so I was keeping an eye on it. I had been keeping an eye on flights, you know, over the summer mm-hmm. and I didn't actually book but not without not not even an alert or anything like that. I didn't actually book. First, did I really wait that long? Sorry, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on, yeah. it looks like I didn't I didn't book my flights until August. <laughs> so, was was did you yeah, end up? Like, but, but you were waiting for the right price, or were you? Was it like, oh gosh, I better book this because I forgot about it. Uh, I had been looking at price and they were a little higher than I expected initially because usually with, I booked on Southwest, you can get pretty good flights, um, you know, within, you know, kind of within your region. Um, so it must've been my, uh, usually my kind of trigger, trigger price on, oh, let's wait and see if it drops some. It'd be like four to $500 round trip. Um, mm-hmm. And so I saw that initially. And like, okay, let's just wait. It'll probably go down or, you know, I'll just end up paying that anyway. So no big deal. And when I do remember when I booked, when I checked it and then booked, uh, Southwest was having a sale and I ended up getting, ended up getting the round trip flight for like $130, $150. Wow. That's awesome. And and is that a like how to say is that a personal thing like I want to get it for the cheapest price or is that like you know somebody's looking at that going hey you got a good price on that thank you or is this like you had a budget you had to stay within 
I don't really have a budget. It's just, um, I mean, that's just, that's just a personal thing. Um, I, you know, usually just try and wait and see if I can save some money. And, uh, even when it's not my money, because, you know, I do, you know, I consider the, even in whatever way I can contribute, any way that I can save the company money is helping it. Uh, without just like, you know, throwing, throwing other people's money around. Did you think about driving or was driving not an option? Driving wasn't really an option because like my, I did think about it briefly. Like I checked to see how far it was. Um, and my, and we have two cars, but really only one of them is worth driving for that distance. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to like leave my wife, my wife and son with the car. That's not as reliable for a few days. Yeah. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Now, back to the show. Got it. All right. So now we're. And that we're was a difference into, of. Yeah. So now we're headed into September, and you're getting ready to go to the conference. Are you? Is this one of those things where you're thinking about the conference, or it's like it completely is like out of your mind, realizing like, oh, next week I'm going, and or you know, it's like, are you thinking about it, or is it one of those things where it's like you're just so slammed, and you're trying to make sure you can carve the two days that you're not missed, that you're not. You know, you're not excited for it. You know what I mean? Like you're worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, thinking about it, it's it is something that I look forward to. Uh, and yes, also, you know, kind of getting worried about. You know, we have a we have a pretty small team, so anytime someone is out, you know, kind of the impact of that is felt a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, I was trying to get all my ducks in a row and do as many of the things that I could, that I personally kind of uniquely do and mm-hmm. try and get get those either uh, passed off when necessary or just like finished so that I it could be done. Yeah, got it. And so and did you tell anybody else you're going or anybody on your team, hey, I'm going to this conference and, you know, were, were, you, were you sharing it or was it more like, hey, I'm going to be out? And it was, it was more just making sure that everybody was prepared. Yeah, no, I, I definitely told everyone, uh, in fact, like the same, the same, like a couple of days before I even booked the conference, I like just messaged my team, my, my individual team or kind of group team within the company, the success team and said, Hey, I'm looking at going to this conference. I'm going to go ahead and book it. But does anyone have any, does anyone have any reason or speak now or forever hold your peace that like this wouldn't work? And, um, so people knew, but that was a few months before. And then like a week before I was like, Hey, just a reminder, I'm going to this conference. And then the week of, Hey, just a reminder, I'm going to be at this conference. Did you, did you invite anybody else to go with you? Like, Hey, does anybody else want to go with me? Or was this more like, you know, you didn't, you didn't really want it, but you wanted to go on your own. I didn't invite anyone. I don't think it was a, conscious choice um of like actually there was one other person um our product designer the guy who does a lot of the work on the product right now i messaged him his name is dylan i was like hey dylan i'm going to this conference you should check it out um if you want to if you want to go with me if you haven't if you haven't picked your conference um and so he was the only one that i explicitly invited and he did not come 
All right. So, so now you're, you're, you're on your way there. Like, so how well, like, what were the things that met your expectations? What were you, what was, you know, tell us about the experience. Yeah, I really enjoyed the experience and everyone was very, very welcoming and engaging. I found, you know, a handful of people to kind of hang out with initially. Um, I got, I, I did, I got there early. I came to your workshop, so I met some people there. Um, I met people, I didn't really have any like worries about going to something by myself. That's never really bothered me because I've usually been just good at connecting with people. Or if I don't, then I'm good being by myself also. Um, yep. Okay. And so, yeah, the, the, yeah, everything I really enjoyed. I thought the I thought the app was very helpful. Um, I haven't seen a ton of conferences like do do an app at, where it's actually a useful thing. I guess I mean they're becoming more popular. Um, but yeah, the you know the workshop met expectations. The um, kind of all the things around it were. We're good. I mean, how much, how much like random detail or like comments do you yeah, want me to go so, into? So you're, so you're giving me words to unpack. So like, so first of all, is like you said, the the app was useful. Like, what did it help you do? Like, what, like, what, uh, what it was like, really useful. The the schedule, the schedule and the messaging was nice as well. So like Paul and Mike would send out like different announcements, and you kind of get a you get the push notification about that. And so I did. I did find that useful. I don't normally find push notifications. What did, what did it What did it enable you to do that you wouldn't have done or that you like didn't realize? Like like what was What did it help you do? Just helped me like get around a little bit easier. I'd never been to Cleveland before, and so just to know what was going on and where where people were. Okay, got it. So it was it was more like, hey, we're all going over here, or hey, this is starting up, or we're going to do this thing. So it's. It's more the where and when kind of a, a aspect of it, as opposed to you know, kind of like it wasn't necessarily rich with information, but more like helping to direct you as if somebody was right. You know, like you were to ask. Okay, and and right. You said friendly and welcoming. Like, what does that mean? Like, like, well, give me an example of somebody who was friendly and welcoming, and like, give me an example of where people not not here, but somewhere else where they wouldn't like. Give me the contrast of that. Yeah, and when when I checked in. Um, just, you know, people, people smiling, like pointing directly, uh, um, pointing directly to where things were. Um, I will say that like trying to find your workshop initially was a little like inside the library was a little confusing. Yeah. Um, I agree but, with that, by the way. <laughs> um, and especially like I, ca I was coming in, I was coming in hot off a of flight and already was like worried that I was going to be late and like and so like there was some extra like externalized stress that I was kind of managing around finding it um yeah just and even like when when I you know when we had like even the breaks at your workshop you know just easy easy to talk to you know easy to talk to people around me um actually talked with um your the the assistant or the other the other my guy intern, that was there yeah, with my, you. my intern yeah yeah, yeah so i talked with him a little bit 
Um, so, so what, like, tell me this, what, and let's go specifically to the workshop. What, what, what were the two or three most useful things and what, what was missing? Boy, I really wish they would have done that. So what are the two or three things that you were like, wow, that was great. And then the two, two or three things that you felt were missing. And my favorite, my favorite part about it, the things that I did, the things that I did enjoy were uh, just all the, all the examples and like specific case studies. I really enjoyed the interview about buying the gold Honda Odyssey. Yeah. The guy, like, <laughs> I think it was the guy I was gold. buying. It was the not gold Honda Odyssey. That's right. Not gold. He was going to pay more money for not gold. Like I'll pay an extra. I'm gonna pay only up to this amount, except unless it's only gold. Then I'll pay more <laughs> for not gold. Crazy. Um. So I did uh, enjoy. I did enjoy that. I found that very, very instructional and enlightening. Um. Yeah. In in terms of in terms of the workshop itself, yeah. You know, to be honest, and this is just kind of. Nope, it, that's it what did, we want. Yeah. Well, no, it's that I can't, like, I had trouble thinking of, like, oh, I would also have liked to see this. And I think, you know, yeah. maybe that's part, I can't think of anything as, like, oh, well, I really, you know, miss or yeah, wish yeah. that they had covered this as well. Um, yep. But part of that could also be, and just in general, I could, you know, I could say this, like, for the entire conference. I think in some ways, or, I, or I, I feel like maybe it's just something I put on myself, but I feel like I'm still so new at at a lot of this, and then and m and a. I'm in such a learning mode still that like I don't know what to kind of be frustrated that I missed. Yeah. Like, yep. Oh, I yeah. can't believe they didn't do this because I'm not yeah. sure. Like, what should this it? Is. So let me ask this: Should the work? So let me start to give you some examples. Should the workshop have been longer? Should it have been fewer people? Should it have been, um, you know, uh, shorter? You know, what, what, like, at, at some point, what, like, those are the things that, mm -hmm. that, you know, we can, from a design perspective, we can do a lot of different kind of, can, we can break out into smaller groups. We can group you by different people. There's a whole bunch of things we can do. Right. And so aspect here is this, is this more like, hey, I got fed with a fire hose and I need to go digest. I couldn't take mm -hmm. any more. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do think that, yeah, that's good context. The I don't think the overall length was too long. I do think uh, using that using that frame that like the sessions within the overall session could have been yeah. could have been shorter. Like just kind of a a different a different context. I did enjoy the small group session where we kind of picked some like after you did the interview, we got in small groups and then we <clears throat> did yeah. a little interview with with someone in our group. Um, I think it would have been good to, because we did that pretty much towards the end, if we would have done one of those earlier and then like go back and go back and workshop some like specific questions or techniques again, like just the way that you kind of dig into, dig into answers or like, oh, that's interesting that you said this, or, oh, there was something that you said here that I want to, that I want to ask about a little bit more. So I like, give, give people a little bit more uh, context. So then, okay, let's get into different small groups and let's do this again. Let's see, let's see how it feels. Got it. Was there was there a point at the conference where you just felt like yeah, it was too much? 
or was it was it you know like boy I, I like there's the, the the speakers keep coming and I can't keep track of it all <laughs> uh a little a little bit but i there was maybe one i can't remember when i think like after after lunch on the second day i i skipped the session i can't remember which one probably cuz i skipped it um but it was after it was after lunch um and i just yeah i did just want to walk around didn't even i'd had lunch with with someone with michael saka um mm-hmm. i'd had lunch with him and um yeah after that and yeah there's still there's still more that i wanted to be that i i think there was one more session that i really wanted to to watch but i do remember like after that lunch i just wanted to kind of walk around and gather my thoughts yeah yeah so did you did you have to write a like a report or a summary or something for matt i did but i um i take i take pretty pretty consistent notes on especially at conferences that i do um i do those uh sketch notes and so that's like how I get how I get my my ideas or my thoughts down and so yeah I had to me like at that point you know kind of thinking about it with the report framing and it's not even like a there's not a like even specific um process or guideline or style style guide around the report um so kind of looking at the notes that I had so far uh, sketches that I had, and then taking taking out the main points, and just kind of making a bullet and a bulleted list that I could pull and from what, later. And what was what were the what were your big takeaways? Like you know, as kind of exiting and walking out the door, it's like, boy, here's the three or four things that really kind of took away from from this conference. Yeah, let me actually the main things that I that I took away from it um, was the, uh, let me, let me think about it. So, so let me think about this. If you can say from your memory first, what you remember, and then look at your notes. Cause I'd like to know what's like in your head six months later or five months later, you know? Right. Yeah. The, so let me, let me go through the, uh, the timeline. Uh, at your workshop, the things that I remembered the most were how how important it was to do consistently and how important it was to do um, kind of quickly. After that workshop, you had said, do this two or three times within the next week and yep. you'll really nail it down. And if you don't, yep. then you'll, you'll miss it. You'll find it hard to come back to. Uh, yep. I also uh, remember just the way that you the way that you asked and ask questions and just kind of following up and like, Oh, can you clarify that? And so uh, those were, those were the big things. And also just being, just being comfortable with it, not feeling like, Oh, I'm asking this person too many questions or like I'm interrupting them too much. Just being comfortable with that. Um, The, um, from the, from the other sessions um, I do, remember from from Jason's talk one of the things that 
one of the things that I pulled away that I really that I really liked and we talked about at ConvertKit afterwards was because we're we're totally bootstrapped also like them. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we've taken away, but we've had this really big push in 2017 to like you know hit certain like goals, numbers, metrics, and you know those are all very good things. But one of the things, one of the parts that Jason said that stood out to me is like you know when you haven't raised any when you haven't raised any money and you own all of your own company, like anything that you make up, anything any number that you want to hit is just totally made up and fake. You can you yep. can do whatever you want, and so that that kind of became a good uh, jumping off point within the company to have some more conversations around the goals that we were making and if we were uh, making them in sacrifice of some other things at the company and what those trade-offs were. Um, we also, uh, from from Jason's talk, we also talked, we also have been adopting kind of slowly their six-week project cycles. Yep. And so Very that powerful. was something that I was able to take. Yeah. So as they, uh, Nathan, Nathan had been to one of like Jason's how we work, um, mini conferences or mini workshops. And so like he and I compared some notes on that. Um, the, the other things, um, I think her name is Jessica, but the lady who is the, the lady who is a project manager or product manager at Kickstarter and, but who talked about the app redesign at Asana. And I really enjoyed her, her talk with uh, kind of talking about how, how you balance out the speed at which you want to do something with the quality of the product that you're shipping. Because we, we have been spent a lot of (laughs) 2017 and continue to kind of tow that line at ConvertKit. So I remember um, you know, just in my notes having good takeaways of like, okay, let's make sure that we try and do this and let's make sure we ask these questions and this is how you make trade-offs. Um, and then Megan, I really liked uh, Megan Quinn's uh, talk as well. I thought she did a great job. And one of the things in this, I think it's, well, it stood out to me because it felt more personally as kind of a confirmation bias. Uh, about myself like you know we like looking for for product people and for uh founders she they're just what i'm remembering who like really understand uh who really understand the customer and really understand the process that they go through and are just good people and <laughs> it's to me especially you know that was because I felt like I already checked those boxes and the technical aspects is the thing that I'm still still working on. I was like, okay, well, you know, the the skills that I've that I do have are valuable. So, you know, that just yep. yeah, I remember that because it confirmed. And how that did you feeling. and how did you how did you bring it up like with your team? It sounds like you had some discussions afterwards with your team. How did you end up having those discussions? Were those like at the stand ups or were those how did you end up facilitating those so i i shared my report and kind of my my recap uh within the week after um the conference was over and then uh within that month 
we have an all team meeting um, every Monday. Um, so we still have like our standups within our like sub teams, so success, engineering, marketing, sales. But then every Monday we do have like an all hands an all hands meeting just to like do some updates and then do some updates as a company, ask questions, and then we'll have like um, kind of a discussion topic. And that was when uh, we talked about my recap and some of the main talking points. Yeah. Did you did you show uh, did you send the link of Jason's video or anything? I did at, afterwards, yes. But uh, at the yeah, time that we had the initial conversation. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Now, back to the show. Yeah, okay. So it was uh, after, it not after the all hands, right? right? After the all hands or before? I shared the video after the all hands. Perfect. All right. Uh, we are at an hour. My, Mike, I'm going to let you jump in if you have any follow-up questions, but this is, Matt, this has been awesome. This is exactly the, I know it seems like we went into a lot of detail and the conversation wandered, but I think I have, have your story down. I want to recap it, but I'm going to let uh, Mike ask a couple questions first. Yeah, th- this was awesome. And Matt, thanks so much for taking the time for this. Actually, I was jotting down a bunch of questions we were talking and then we, you ended up answering them before I would even ask them. So what I, there is one that I had down that um, I was curious about, which was you had mentioned, you know, again, your role in customer success and onboarding. I was curious, did you, and I know that you wanted to eventually get into product and, you know, that was one of the major reasons why you said this stood out. Would this have, let's just right. say that your career path was to continue, you know, to, um, level up in customer success and onboarding like it wasn't that you had it as a goal to be a product person at some point would would you had still been interested in industry or was it specifically because you did have those aspirations to get into product i still would i still would have been interested because to me onboarding is is a piece of the product and like i mentioned to bob um there's not other than Samuel's workshops, there's not a ton in terms of like, hey, let's all get together here and talk about how to onboard customers. Like it's just kind of piecemeal um throughout the internet and especially like I said for in person things. I I still would have been I still would have been interested in coming because again, I I I see it as a responsibility of of the product people to to help shape it. Yeah. So Okay. So the, the, the question to me is how much has to be different next time for you to basically say, yeah, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's, it's at some point it can't be the same thing again. <laughs> right. So how much is different? How much yeah. different is different enough? Yeah, I think, um, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure right. the answer to that off. Uh, initially, so I'm, gonna game, um, I'm just going to go game off for a second. So, Mike, right? The thing is, is you can't ask the customers what they want because they actually don't know. But it can't right. be the same thing. And so, you have to be able to, at some point in time, you have to give ideas to them of what, how different is different, before you can actually figure out what, how far you have to go. Because at some point, there are people who are exactly where Matt is, getting the review you know, this time and coming through. And at the same time, the fact is, is if you don't make it better for, for Matt or something more for Matt, then Matt said, well, I saw this last year. I don't need to come again. 
Right. So that's where there's this trade-off between bringing new people the first time. And that's why, so Matt, we're doing interviews with people who have come over and over again and people who have come right. for the first time. And what we're trying to do is make sure we understand kind of like if we design it for over and over again, it's one thing, but if you design it for first timers, it's a different, almost sometimes a different conference. And so do you, do you think about it differently or the same, but either way, you can't describe at this point what's next. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, and it's interesting you bring that up because we run a conference at ConvertKit and we're having some of the same. We we had an all-team all meeting uh, a few weeks ago, like, okay, you know, now we're, we had our first conference in 2017. We're like, okay, why would people come back? We feel like we're gonna, we know we're going to have more. We already have more people coming. Um, yeah, it's a good question. You have four. I'd say the the initial feedback that we've had from people who are coming back ourselves, you know, and what jumped to mind for me personally when you asked that question, like, um, you know, would you would you come back? The, um, I think the cha- you know the challenge is how do you make it different but the same? How do you make it? How do you make it like that same kind of? comfort level. So you feel like you're coming back into it and you're like, okay, you know, I understand what to expect. I understand where things are. I know like how this works, like all that first timer stuff is past, but then how is it exciting enough? And uh, to me, the two, the two things that um, would, to me, one of, one of the reasons to come back and one of the reasons it's interesting to come back is that um, if you, uh, you know, feel like your relationships or kind of your connections are going to deepen. Yeah, you know, there's not really, yeah, you know, that's got to be a huge, I think that's got to be a big aspect of it. Um, we have been talking about at ConvertKit, like, is there anything that we can do from a, is there anything that we can do from a returning attendee standpoint to make it uh, extra special for them, whether that is like some small mastermind sessions, uh, connecting them, with each other, um, you know, trying to figure out like, um, you know, where, where are you in your journey? So like one of the things that we have that we've tried to do and, um, I was kind of, I kind of, kind of felt at, at it, at product at industry last year is, you know, where can, you know, for me, especially being someone new, um, and we're going to seeing this, uh, with people who are like newer in like kind of blogging, podcasting that come to come to convert kits conference. Um, you know, who can who can I who can I kind of find or work with that will kind of help uh mentor me even in like really minor even in like really minor ways, like whether it's like, hey, check out these resources or you would find this interesting or like, hey, here's some advice for where you are in the process of like becoming a product, a product person, a product designer. Um, you know, so that's like, to me, that's, I'm not, you know, I haven't, uh, landed on, on my conference for this year. Um, I probably, you know, it'll probably follow a similar cycle of like, you know, what picking my head up in March, April and, and seeing what seeing what things are like, um, yeah, those are uh, that's kind of a convoluted answer, but yeah, that's all right. That's good. That's good. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. That 
was awesome. Bob went so deep, didn't he? He sure did. And even with just this one interview, we learned a ton, not just about how to do these interviews. I mean, there was definitely that, but this actually opened up our eyes to ways that we can help our attendees even more. And we've actually already started to put a lot of this into action. And in the next episode, I think we'll be chatting a little bit more about that. Yes, we will. And I can't wait. If you want to find out more about rocketship.fm, go to rocketship.fm. It's pretty simple, right? Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss future episodes in this series. And if you like today's episode, tell a friend. Or two friends, or a lot of friends. We would love it if you would spread the word. We, You can sign up for our newsletter. We have partnered with Product Collective, Mike Belsito's company, to bring you even more content each week. So if you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to get content from Rocketship FM. You're also going to get detailed product content from Product Collective, which is incredibly valuable. And as entrepreneurs, it's one of the most important topics for us to stay up on. So go to rocketship.fm and sign up for our newsletter. If you enjoy this content, leave us a quick review um, or tell a friend or share the link on Twitter. Anything helps to get the word out about the show. We really appreciate it. We'll be right back here in just a couple of days.